Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canton and Carlin? would be good for us is if I just go out and rip everybody to shreds publicly. <laughs> That'll help. You know what? I have the finger on the pulse of leadership. Yeah. That's Aaron Rodgers. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Aaron Rodgers not backing off of anything that he said the other day on the Pat McAfee show in relation to the guys who are making the mistakes just shouldn't be playing anymore. In fact, he is doubling down on it. This is Aaron Rodgers yesterday on those comments. There's accountability for all of us. So, you know, you're making the right plays, you're in the right spot at the right time, you're going to get opportunities. If you're not, you know, there's, there's consequences. And I think uh, we can all agree on that. When you're struggling on, on offense, you got to look at everything and the details. Um, when there's just, you know, there's been too many, uh, you know, it seemed like simple, uh, mental errors and you know I'm not a robot up here so I think people in this uh, society have a hard time hearing the truth sometimes come on people in this society have a hard time hearing the truth this coming from the guy that misled the media last year in the middle of a pandemic and saying he was immunized really we're, we're getting those types of sermons from Aaron Rodgers now yep Carlin let, let me be clear about something okay because 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 I see people in my mentions on Twitter, and, and and I hear all of the things that everybody say, well, you know, Sammy Watkins and Rasul Douglas are backing what Aaron Rodgers said about guys needing to step up, stop making mistakes, or getting benched. Let me say this. I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers bringing it to his teammates' front door and ter- telling them they've got to be better and telling them they've got to step up and airing them out. Just keep that stuff in-house. Don't make it for public consumption. You don't need to say that to the media. You don't need to say that to Pat McAfee on his show. You can be critical of your teammates inside that building. But you also got to remember, we keep it inside this building so we don't have anybody splintering off. When you start talking about things publicly, then all of a sudden it's you pointing the finger of blame at your teammates, and then guys start to get in the little clicks, and they say, well, I don't like the way he's talking about me, and... I don't like the way that he shows favoritism toward him. It, it, it's it's a dividing force. And as a quarterback, you're supposed to be the guy that's bringing the team together in order to set the agenda that's going to lead to, to winning consistently. And that's not what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. That's why I have an issue with what he did. It's not what he said. It's where he said it. And I don't understand how anybody can push back on that, Carlin. It doesn't make sense to air out your teammates in the public eye, in the media, because it's not going to bring about the effect that you want to see. The word that keeps coming into my head whenever I think about this or or hear his comments about this the last few days is respect. There is a lack of respect on his part for his teammates to do that publicly. And 
there is a lack of respect on his part to do that if he is trying to motivate them in a way that will embarrass them. And then... Hold on. Hang on. Hold on. Let's put a pin in that right there because you brought up something. Embarrass them. When does it work out when you embarrass a grown exactly. man? Exactly. Exactly. When does it work? This ain't kids in college. This ain't kids in high school. These are grown men. Their job is to play football. And when you threaten their livelihood by threatening their playing time, that's not going to be received well. Nope. I don't care who you are. Even Aaron Rodgers with four MVPs and making $50 million a year, if you threaten how I feed my family, we're going to have some problems. Now, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and, and him being able to have this open-door policy with his teammates, tell me the young receiver that's going to go up to Aaron Rodgers and say, I got a problem with what you said in the media. They're not going to do it. It's not realistic. So when Aaron Rodgers says, hey, guys can come up and talk to me about how I did what I did and and saying, you know, the playing time thing and, and you should be off the field if you make a mistake, guys can't come up to Aaron Rodgers and talk to him any kind of way. No. You know why? Because the organization made this investment in him. And if you two guys have a disagreement, guess who's going to be gone? Yeah. It ain't Aaron Rodgers. It's you. And by the way, if you are eventually trying to get your money or get it somewhere else, who do you need to throw you the football? You need him to throw you the football. See, here's what he's doing, Chris. The other flip side of the respect that I was talking about is the respect that's being lost for Aaron Rodgers from his teammates. And you can't lead when your teammates think that at the first sign of trouble, you're going to turn around and point the fingers at them publicly. You can't do it. I don't, I don't care how old you are. How can you look at a guy and say, I want to follow that guy into a fire? How can you look at him that way? I wouldn't. I couldn't. I've known Well, hell, of- if I'm in the fire, I know what this guy is asking me to do for him, but I don't have any confidence that he's going to do the same for me. Exactly. Because he's been criticizing me publicly. Exactly. And I don't feel like he's going to have my back in any circumstance. Chris, we're, we're not three years into a nightmare for Aaron Rodgers, okay? We're, what, six games? Seven games, whatever it is, seven right? Games, seven yeah. games right now mm-hmm. into this season, and they are very much in a place where they could save their year, but Aaron still fails to have the lack, or still fails to have the um, self awareness to see that he is a big reason why this problem exists. It's not just because they couldn't pay anybody else; it's because the guy they wanted to pay didn't want to be here anymore. And because the guys that they brought in to replace them are young, brand new, don't understand everything, have made mistakes, and that's going to happen. doesn't matter how good you are right out of the gate. The guys who are brilliant at being great receivers right away, they are few and far between. Devontae Adams wasn't that. No. He did not come into the league and lead the league in receptions. That's not what happened. Yeah. And he knows that. This is the thing that would really frustrate me. Was Aaron Rodgers saying the same thing about Devontae Adams when he was a rookie or when he was a second-year player? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He's frustrated by these guys because his own particular door is closing on trying to win another championship. Again, this all comes back to Aaron. Where's my championship? Why aren't you guys doing more to help me get my title? That's what this is. This is all operating out of pure selfishness on his part.
He is not thinking about the Green Bay Packers winning a title. He is thinking about Aaron Rodgers and his legacy and how he needs to win another title. There is so much, so much lacking in his ability to know what he is. Because when it hasn't worked like this over the last 10 years, wouldn't you approach it a little bit differently? Wouldn't you, you would look, think. Wouldn't you look at the mirror and say, what can I be doing differently to get the results that I want? Maybe, listen, ultimately, maybe deep down it is all just about him, but he's not hiding it very well. well he can hide it better than that. Well, you know what? You brought up an interesting point. You start talking about legacy, right? Because we all agree he needs that other championship and to if be you don't considered think that with he the knows that. He, he absolutely Well, yeah, the that. greatest quarterbacks of all time have won multiple championships, right? Yep. I mean, you run down the list. Montana, Brady, Peyton Manning, John Elway. Like, those guys have multiple championships. Like, there's that separate room in Canton that's going to be reserved for those dudes, the immortals. But when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, well, why hasn't he won that second championship? Matter of fact, why hadn't he gotten back to a second Super Bowl? Exactly. It, it feels like these leadership intangibles or lack thereof have been a part of the problem throughout the organization since he's been the starting quarterback. And, Carlin, at this point, I think we have to start including some of this stuff in his legacy. This is a part of it, right? Bill Parcells used to say it this way. If you're always – let me say it. Let me make sure I got it right. If it's always somebody else's fault, I'm not going to like you. If there's always an excuse, if it's always somebody else's fault, I'm not going to like you. Yeah. That's what Bill Parcells used to always say to his players. Well, Carlin, it feels like since Rodgers has been the starting quarterback, when his teams fall short of expectations, it's always excuses, and it's always somebody else's fault. I'm old enough to remember when it was Mike McCarthy's fault. I'm old enough to remember when it was Ted Thompson's fault. Remember the general manager? I'm old enough to remember he had an issue with Brian Gutekunst. Most recently, it's starting to be a rift between him and Matt LaFleur. It's the young receivers. I, I just, I'm just pointing these things out. Like it's, it, it, The common denominator in all of this is Aaron. And he doesn't see that. And so I'm wondering, when do we get past blaming other people and trying to figure out how you can be a part of the solution in terms of the franchise competing at a championship level? That's where he is failing to see. The common denominator is Aaron. That's it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, there is also another star quarterback who can't seem to find the right tone when it comes to leadership. We'll explain in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Orlovsky, like, I need to stop taking it seriously because it's just a bit now at this point. Dan is uh, overseas. He's in England because he and the rest of the crew, uh, Steve Levy, and company are calling the game on ESPN Plus on Sunday morning, uh, Denver and Jacksonville, exclusively on ESPN Plus, by the way. Nice plug, by the way. Yeah, thank you. And But Dan just, why do I get sucked in by Dan so easily here on his tweets? I, I mean, I just do. He, For some reason, ESPN PR put out the tweet with the rundown of everything they're doing around the game, and Dan quote tweeted it with, just landed. In other words, he just got over to England. Yep. Ate scrambled eggs and baked beans on the plane. Woo. Was delightful. LFG. I'm I'm sure it wasn't delightful for whoever was sitting next to him on the plane. Uh, Who eats baked beans on an airplane? Who trusts airplane food with baked beans? That is dicey, buddy. (laughs) Let let me tell you something. You, You are asking for it. There are very few things that I would eat on a plane Mm. to begin with. And most of them would be packaged, you know, of some sort. Yeah. But... So what are those things? Like... We're not doing baked beans. That's established. No, I'm talking about, like, snack-type things. Oh, snack-type things? chips and pretzels and those kinds of things. I might, I might have one of those tomato and mozzarella sandwiches if it's heated up and they do that. Okay, cool. That's about the extent of it. Yeah, I'm not doing anything tartar. No. Yeah, I'm not. No. Do, I'm not doing any fish. No. Like there's just certain things that you can't imagine are going to be the freshest and the best quality on an airplane. Right? I'm getting you know no. I'm getting and then the, ba- and then the baked, be- baked beans thing. Who would do Car- that, Carlin? I mean, you might as well put him on the wing of the plane. He'll be able to propel the jet all the way across <laughs> the pond. And the worst of it is, he's probably sitting in first class too, right? Probably. So you mean that means everything is downwind. Oh God. Oh my God. I hope he's in one of those little you know, the the first class has gotten so souped up they're in those little pods now. Maybe you know they can I don't close know the with, door. Them, with them airplane baked beans, that's gonna come on yeah, out. They, that's uh, gonna creep out. I don't care. That's gonna creep out and get I past don't care the first class curtains. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm getting don't, don't follow Orlovsky if he's coming out of the airplane lavatory. But now I'm getting on a plane tonight, and now that's all I can think about is, like, somebody eating baked beans on an airplane. You know what I think about on the airplane now? Mm. Russell Wilson doing high knees. <laughs> I should do that tonight. I should get somebody to tape me in the middle of the aisle doing high knees on my flight to Minneapolis. Carlin, why did he feel the need 
to tell the media that while his teammates were sleeping, he was getting a workout in. I'm doing high knees, and I was watching some film, and yeah, I took an hour nap. What, what, why do we need the itinerary for how you spent the time on the flight on the way to London? Help me out with that one. Just why like, do you just need like, to make sure to just say? Like we, just like we didn't need the information about Orlovsky having the beans on the airplane, why did we need the information about Russ doing high needs up and down the aisle, getting a workout in on the way to London? And to make sure to say while they were all sleeping. While they were sleeping. You know why they were sleeping, Carlin? <laughs> Because they were tired of carrying your ass. No, you, That's why they were sleeping, Carlin. No, they were sleeping because they're human. The, the defense is tired of carrying Russ in the offense. That's why we needed to get some sleep. Well, talking about Russ, here was Bart this morning on Get Up on Russ. Enjoy this. He just don't get it. He don't know how to be one of the guys. He wants to make it about himself. If I'm a teammate of his, first of all, you could have came to the facility early and got a real workout on some real equipment instead of doing high knees. How much, How did you get lacted, you know, all lathered up to do that? First of all, you didn't take a shower, so you're not a good teammate because now you stink. I don't care if you had Old Spice or whatever on. <laughs> Lastly, like, why do you have to tell the world about it? Once again, this oh. is Russell Wilson shining the light on him. Look what I did while my teammates were resting. I was working. Well, guess what? We played last week. You didn't. You're married to him. You gave him a quarter of a billion dollars. So you got to move the pieces around him because these guys aren't won over. So they got to bring some guys in that don't know. He has to have a fresh start after he had to have a fresh start, you know, in Seattle. You know, Chris, where's the guy on the team that says, man, Russ, sit your ass down. Where's that guy? There needs to be that guy. Man, sit your ass down. You know, what? stop talking to the media like this. Stop saying Broncos country, let's ride. We tired of hearing of that. How about we say let's win? That's what we want to hear. As a player, that's what we want. And that's why it's so important that you have glue guys in your locker room, Carlin. Every guy can't be a star. But you got to have glue guys in there to hold people accountable. And we saw the issues in that Seattle Seahawks locker room with the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson. At the end of it, we saw all of those things, that fissure that was there, because the glue guys in that locker room recognized that Russell Wilson was getting preferential treatment by the coaching staff and by the front office. And that wasn't conducive to having sustained success. Russ, get over yourself. It ain't about you. It ain't about your itinerary. It ain't about your sleep schedule. It ain't about your brand. It's about us trying to win football games. And the Denver Broncos defense has played well enough over the last four weeks to win games. The offense hasn't upheld its end of the bargain, and that's why they brought Russ here and paid him. At some point, Russ, you got to start being a part of the solution. It, you know what? It's eerily similar to what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And I know people are like, how are you comparing Russell Wilson to Aaron Rodgers? You know how I'm doing that? Because it's about me. Yeah. It's about me. I'm doing this while they're doing that. Aaron Rodgers, they need to stop making mistakes or we're going to take away their playing time. Again, anytime you start separating yourself from your teammates, that's not a good place to be, especially when you're the quarterback. Because you're supposed to be the guy that brings everybody together. You're supposed to be the guy that galvanizes everybody. It's a leadership position by nature. And what Russ is doing, that ain't leadership. That's self-aggrandizing. Yeah, in every way. I mean, I think about Russ, and I, I don't know if you remember the story, but after they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots, they, in the offseason, they being Russ and a couple of other guys, organized an entire team trip to Hawaii for a bonding exercise. And Russ shows up, and, and the plane 
has Russell Wilson on the side of the plane. <laughs> like, most of the team agreed to go, including the guys in the Legion of Boom, and they went to build the team chemistry and all that, and there's Russ's, like, signature on the plane. What are we doing? Oh, my God, do you get a clue? And and so here's what I'm really curious about. This is something that we talked about yesterday, and I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about it a lot more coming up. Who wants to walk into that situation and coach that? Who wants to deal with that? Who thinks they can win with that? Well, it feels like the Denver Broncos organization is going to find out soon because based on the rumors, the reports that are out there, they might be starting their head coach search a lot sooner than they envisioned this offseason. Listen, if they lose on Sunday to Jacksonville over in London and they got a bye week the week after, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if this is it for Nathaniel Hackett. So if the hatchet drops on Hackett? Definitely could. I I, I think it could. I think it should. That's the bigger problem. You know, a lot of times, Chris, and this is unfortunate, right? But when, when you can recognize a major issue that is not going to be fixed early, you're best served getting rid of it. Yeah, great organizations, Carlin. Yeah. They acknowledge their mistakes and they move off them quickly. They don't try to double down on them. They don't throw good money after bad. Did I, did I use that phrase right? Yeah. Good money after bad? Mm-hmm. They don't throw good money after bad. They acknowledge that this was the wrong decision, less course correct. Now, the only question is, is the general manager, George Payton, going to be a part of that course correction? Because he's the one that signed off on giving Russ that extension when he had two years left on his contract, and he's the one that signed off on Nathaniel Hackett being the head coach. It's a great question. Yeah. I don't think we have the answer to it yet. But he ain't the new regime's guy. Let's keep that in mind, too. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You know that if you want to make money, all you got to do is listen. And next, we're going to give you another opportunity to make money. Just listen and take notes and pay attention. It's all coming up after this from Indeed. Now, your small business has a clear mission. What you need is the right people to execute on that vision. Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. The moment you post a sponsored job, you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can then conveniently schedule and conduct virtual interviews with applicants right from Indeed's hiring platform. So make the hiring process work for you. Log in, get started today at Indeed.com slash credit. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? A Thursday night game we can all get excited about. Hello. This ain't no Bears Commanders. That's right. We've got the Buccaneers and the Ravens tonight. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's easy to bundle your home and car insurance at Progressive.com. We welcome in Tyler Fulgham, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, to make us some money. Tyler, it's Canty and Carlin. What's up, brother? How are you? Doing well. And I know you said, Carlin, we should be excited about this matchup because it is Brady versus Lamar Jackson. But have you seen these two offenses play football as of late? I'm not so sure we're going to get anything much better than Commander's and Patriots or Commanders and Bears type of action. All right, but we are get, – listen, with Thursday Night Football so far, <laughs> let's admit, we are grading on a curve. Yes. <laughs> thousand percent. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but very I used fair. to rely on that. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. I'm very much so it. myself, you know. I was trying to get that curve come down to my uh, – 68% was worth a B plus. <laughs> All right, so let's let's roll into it. What do we got tonight that catches your eye? I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I have gone back and forth on the total. There's trends indicating that under is the play. Five and two so far in the seven weeks of Thursday night football. Uh, primetime unders have been hitting at a heavy rate for betters. But I am kind of on a cold streak right now. I'm not going to lie, fellas. So I'm going to do the George Costanza and the opposite of what I think. So I'm going to oh, play wow. over 46 in this love game. It. Yeah, love I know. It. I'm, I'm doing the Costanza. I love it. <laughs> the, uh, there's some cluster injuries for Tampa Bay's defense, especially in the back defensive backfield. They have, I think, three or four defensive uh, starters in the backfield, plus Akeem Hicks out. I think that increases the probability that Lamar Jackson can have some uh, big play, explosive plays, which have frankly been missing from the Baltimore offense as of late. And then on the other side, the uh, Tampa Bay offense, they need to create some explosives. And they would have had one that first play to Mike Evans against the Panthers, but he dropped it, and that kind of seemed to be an ominous um, prelude to what was to come in that game. I think this defense that Mike McDonald is coordinating for the Ravens is also dealing with some injuries. Guys like Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey will play. How healthy will they be? I think Brady finally has a game that is closer to what we expect from Tom Brady in this matchup. So, pull the Costanza. Everything empirically says to go under. I'm going to bet over. Well, Tyler, we've got some breaking news right now. Jamar Chase is going to be out the next four to six weeks with a hip injury for the Cincinnati Bengals. And so just projecting on what that could potentially mean for them. I know they've got a bye week, but what does that mean for the futures for the Cincinnati Bengals? That's obviously a massive loss uh, for the Bengals there, Kent. You see the last couple of games, what Jamar Chase was able to do for that offense by catching, you know, those back shoulder comeback routes, you know, 15 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. And then with his athleticism, creating after the play and turning them into 60, 70 yard touchdowns. So that being gone, I think limits the ceiling for this Baltimore offense. I think, you know, T Higgins, he can create explosives. Tyler Boyd, we saw him go for a 60 yard touchdown, but that's probably because a lot of attention is being paid to Jamar Chase on those plays. So not having him on the field, I think is going to hurt that Cincinnati offense. That's going to make games closer. 
Maybe they don't cover as many spreads. That's also going to make the games lower scoring. Maybe you play under with Cincinnati. But if you're a fantasy football player, go see if you can pick up Tyler Boyd right now off the uh, waiver wire if he's there because he's going to get fed a lot of targets. So what you're, saying is, what you're saying is that line for Monday Night Football between the Bengals and Browns with Cleveland plus three and a half is going to change after news of this injury. Yeah, if it hasn't already uh, adjusted, I would, I would love the Browns plus three and a half because, again, that explosive ceiling is removed from Cincinnati's offense. Cleveland has a bad defense, so that makes their assignment easier when you have to defend Jamar Chase. And if Nick Chubb can break off a couple of big runs and get, uh, you know, find the paint a few times, uh, I think that could be a, a close, low-scoring game or an outright Cleveland Browns victory. We're talking to Tyler Fulgham, ESPN Sports betting analyst on Canty and Carlin. Uh, Tyler, give me a couple of props that you're looking at tonight. For tonight, uh, Tom Brady over 39 and a half passing attempts. Carlin, uh, he's gone over 40 pass attempts in each of the last five games. A couple of those were at 50-plus. Um, now with Mike Evans back, Chris Godwin back, um, and you know the offensive line still dealing with some injuries, but the ineffectiveness of that run game, Leonard Fournette's averaging like 3.12 yards per carry. They're doing nothing on the ground. They're dead last in rushing yards per game. I think Tom Brady is really taking the onus to try and get his team out of this funk by throwing the ball as much as he possibly can because he believes that's the best recourse for this team. He is the GOAT after all, so why wouldn't he think that? Um, but I'll say even against a team that suppresses play volume like the Baltimore Ravens because of their heavy run style, um, I'll go over 39 and a half passing attempts for Tom Brady. A couple of other plays on the Buck side that kind of correlate. I really wonder on the short week, guys, because of Leonard Fournette's ineffectiveness the last couple of weeks and Rashad White, the rookie out of Arizona State, has been playing well. I wonder if we'll start to see more Rashad White worked in and less Leonard Fournette. Last week against Carolina, it was the lowest snap rate for Fournette of any game this season. It was the highest snap rate for Rashad White. Now on short rest, which is three days in between those games, maybe you see the young Buck who's Probably a little fresher. Got spryer legs and Leonard Fournette get a uh, heavier opportunity in this game. So I like Rashad White over two and a half receptions, correlating with Tom Brady in that pass game. I like Leonard Fournette under 84 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. He'll do his damage still in the pass game, but I really think he could maybe get eight to nine carries in the run game, and he hasn't been effective with that. Um, and then on the other side, Gus Edwards. Awesome story. 15 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns last week in that win. But that was his first game since 2020, 2021, after he tore an ACL, LCL, and his hamstring off the bone. That's a serious injury. Can't, you can speak to this more than anyone. When you come back from injury, play a game, and then have to reset your body to play another game three days later, that is probably a wildly difficult thing to do. So yep. I don't know if he's going to get 16 carries in this game, Can't And if he doesn't get that opportunity, I don't think the yards are going to come against a team that usually defends the run well. So I'm playing Gus Edwards under 45 and a half situational spot you can speak to it chris how hard is it to play your second game coming back from a big injury especially with the thursday out incredibly hard and i love your read on gus edwards production tonight tyler absolutely spot on but i gotta ask you this and it's got to be a quick answer because we're up against the break tyler the new york jets have won four straight games the new england patriots got embarrassed by the bears on monday night football short week for them on the road and yet the gangrene is two and a half point underdogs 70% 70% of the cash ATS is on the Patriots. What am I missing? Well, I think what you're missing here is that the Jets, while they are 5-2, and two, haven't been dominant. Plus, they just lost Brees Hall, their most explosive offensive player, and Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman, who's been really good. So I think what the market and that smart money is trying to say is, despite what we saw last week, 
We trust Bill Belichick and his defense to make life difficult for Zach Wilson, who really hasn't been impressive, especially since he doesn't have his top alignment and his top uh, running back. So I think the smart side is that money on the Patriots laying the points against a Jets team that has won a lot of games but may not be that great. Tyler, awesome stuff. Appreciate the insight as always, bud. Thanks. No problem. Tyler Fulgham, ESPN Sports betting analyst. A couple of things in there I kind of find Kind of like, kind of like. Mm, Just saying. Exactly. Mm. Primetime parlay's coming later. Exactly. Yeah, but we got to get into this Jamar Chase news. Yeah, we're going to react to this news in just moments when we return. And frankly, why it makes this game all the more important tonight for the Baltimore Ravens. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Kind of like what Major League Baseball has done here. What's that? They have altered the World Series schedule so that there will not be a World Series game up against the NFL. I think that's a good thing. They did that so there will be games on uh, games one and two are on Friday and Saturday. Okay, and not and the playing series, on an NFL Sunday. And then the series shifts on Sunday to Philly, and then they'll play game three on Monday. Uh, correct. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you like that idea or not? Well, I think that's Major League Baseball acknowledging the reality of where they're at when it comes to the pantheon of team sports in this country. It, it, they, they understand there's a pecking order, and the NFL is king. So why compete with the NFL with your premium product? You want to be able to have the largest stage, the largest audience that you can command. And if you do that on an NFL Sunday, it's probably not going to work out for you. Now, listen, you can look at it any which way you want and say, well, they're going to be up against some big college football games on Saturday night and all that. There, there's no perfect way to do this, but to avoid the behemoth. I would rather uh, yeah. I would rather be up against college football than the NFL. Yes. Now, yeah. In the South, it may not play as much, but let's just be brutally honest. Was Philly's Astros going to play in Alabama to begin with? No. Absolutely not. No. Is it going to play in Georgia? No. No. Outside of people in Southeast Texas. Yeah. And Philadelphia. And Pennsylvania. Yeah, nobody's really going to. And traditional baseball cities. That's about it. That's it. Yeah, so I wouldn't be. I, I, I think it's a very, very smart move on baseball's part. And listen. I'll be as critical as I can at times about Rob Manfred because I, I, I honestly have trouble sometimes fully believing that he is a great fan of the game. Sure. Because he doesn't feel like he treats it that way sometimes. Well, I don't know that he has to be a fan of it to be a good steward of it. There's, there, I don't know that, the, that you necessarily I, have like to have to be. Well, you'd like <laughs> him to be, but I don't know if that's necessary. I don't know if that's prerequisite for the job. So I, I would say – from Major League Baseball, this is this is a sound business move. Yeah. And not competing with and, the National Football League. But as a whole, this sport has to think of innovative ways to capture younger audiences. And I think shifting gears and not having it compete head-to-head with the NFL is in part a way to do that. Oh, I think it is. And, and more than anything else, as just the true sports fan that is going to care about both, like me or like other people, you don't make me choose. You don't make me choose. And Well, you're not going to like the answer if you do. And I, I'll tell you one other thing, too. Chris. What's that? You don't make me stay up late on a Sunday night. And I know that the football game will anyway, but you know, with baseball, that can be a four-hour game before you blink. We all know that. If you're just joining us, breaking news from Adam Schefter just moments ago who tweeted that Jamar Chase 
is going to miss four to six weeks and is a candidate to go on IR with a hip issue. And boy, that is that is a killer for the Cincinnati Bengals, who, yes, are deep at the position uh, with Tyler Boyd and, and certainly with um, T. Higgins. Yeah. But at the same time, you are taking away the guy who I think is, if he's not already, he's very close to being the best receiver in the league. Well, I thought coming into this year he was the best receiver yeah, in the me league. Too. And based on how defenses are game planning against that Bengals offense, it's clear that he's getting all of the attention, which allows guys like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins to get busy. There's a reason why T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd combined have 61 catches on the season, Carlin, and five touchdowns. It's because Jamar Chase tilts the entire field. He tilts the coverage. And so I want to see what this Bengals offense can be without having that true number one receiver that can dictate front and coverage. It's going to make it harder for the run game with Joe Mixon to get going, and it's going to make life harder for T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So this is when you need Joe Burrow to work some of that magic that we've seen him do on occasion in terms of being able to navigate this stretch of the season without having Chase in the lineup. So you're the Browns right now getting ready for the Bengals. You just talked a little bit about all that stuff. How are you now preparing for that offense if you're the Browns? How much has this changed? Oh, I'm going to heat their ass up. Yeah. I'm bringing pressure. Now I'm not worried about playing man-to-man. The big problem with playing blitz coverages in, in cover one is that you have to worry about Jamar Chase catching a slant and taking it Listen, 70 yards to the house. We've seen it so many times Chris, before. I, I did that game against Kansas City in Week 17 last year on ESPN Radio. He went for 266. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a couple of those plays. Yeah. Playing man is a bad idea. Yeah, you're talking about 50-yard-plus receptions. Jamar yeah. Chase had something like six of them last year. Mm-hmm. Carlin, that, that, that guy is a monster in, when it comes to explosive plays. So when you take that element out of the offense – and now the other two guys, your second and third receivers, are receiving more attention. That puts so much more pressure on that offensive line and Joe Burrow in order to create offense and create big play opportunities. And here's the thing. There's no fear from defensive coordinators and play callers when it comes to bringing five- and six-man pressures. There just isn't. And so I think that is going to be a struggle for Cincinnati to overcome during this stretch without Chase. Now – on the flip side, if you think this is a major, major problem for the Cincinnati Bengals, be careful. Because I, I told you before, they have put it together here. They have won four out of five. Yeah. They lost a tight one to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But look at what's coming up. Cleveland, Carolina, bye week, at Pittsburgh, at Tennessee. Tennessee, who is the second worst pass defense in the league right now. My point is... If well, you're counting on Cincinnati losing some ground or having some real trouble, and you're the Ravens, like the Ra- yes, it, this hurts for Cincinnati. Yeah, but it doesn't kill them uh, over that. Stretch. I would be careful in saying that. Okay, I would be careful. Three of those four are on the road, and all of those teams can rush the passer. And also with Pittsburgh, T.J. Watt's probably going to be back in the lineup by the time they tangle. So. This offensive line... He's just starting to practice a little bit now, yeah, but they, they, have, a, they, they have some time before they have to decide on him. Yeah, but that's three weeks away, Carlin. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, if I'm that offensive line for the Bengals, you better put your hard hat on and go to work because teams and defenses are going to start coming after you with a lot of pressure, a lot of blitzes, because they can sit in cover one. They can go cover zero and throw multiple guys at you and not worry about Jamar Chase hitting the home run because Joe Burrow hits him on a hot. 
That's the problem with losing a guy like that. I, I get that, but I look at the Bengals, and I would think during that four-game stretch, if that's what we're talking about, if we're talking about getting him back, let's say early December, I mean, if I, I can go 3-1 and one during that stretch if I'm the Bengals. I absolutely can. Even though three of them are on the road, I can do that. I'm gonna. I I should beat Carolina at home. I'm sorry. They should beat Cleveland on the road. They should. They're better than Cleveland. And then if they lose at Pittsburgh, I, all right, I could see that based on the pressure. They're not losing to Tennessee. I know what I'm saying, but as as dynamic as a player as he is, I'm not gonna make this out to be easy, but I will make it out like things could be a lot worse. This is not the... If I'm going to lose him for a period of time, it is not the worst time that I could lose. We have a difference of opinion. I think a split while Jamar Chase out is out is a win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Unfortunately, based on what we're starting to see from Baltimore, I think that means that they're more in play for a wild card than winning the AFC North. I think that's the route that this team is probably going to have to go. But to me, okay, even with your argument, that's why this game tonight for Baltimore is all the more important. Yeah. You have you have to go get this game tonight. Yeah, because yes, okay. Whether or not it's three and one, whether it's two and two. Listen, I, I'm not going to say two and two is a disaster. It's not. Absolutely not. Two and two. Well, I said four to six weeks. So it could right. be. It this could would be, be. This would be five weeks because the bye weeks in there. Yeah, too. yeah. So we could be talking about them being you know three and two, two and two, something like that. If they do that, then that's the win for the Cincinnati Bengals. But I don't think this is going to be an easy stretch by any means. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.